Welcome, Dr. James Beckett, Sports Card Insights. Second dueling questions with Jake Roy. Sometimes when I really enjoy getting in the flow with these dueling questions, I, I want to keep it to 15 minutes, but Jake and I were on the same page about a lot of things and really enjoyed our time. And I just sometimes the time gets away and sometimes I, I let it get away because I'm having a good time. And Jake, I hope you were too. So second dueling questions with Jake, totally different questions. I don't know if he's saving the best ones for last or hitting me with his best shot first, but thanks sponsors, Top Spinini, Upper Deck, Heritage Auction, Sucks and Scott Auctions, Mike Stadium Sports Cards, Burbank Sports Cards, and ComC, Beckett Media, Beckett Grading, Beckett Authentication. So I'm enjoying the dueling questions. Hope you are too. If you've got ideas for shows or questions, uh, send them in and I'll uh, consider them for a future episode. And thanks. And here's here's Jake. Welcome, Jake. We had so much fun with our first dueling questions. This is overtime dueling questions or part two. So thanks for being on. And what question didn't make the first cut? <laughs> All right. For you, what is your favorite sport to collect and to watch? And why is it the same or different? My favorite sport to watch is basketball because there's more continuous action. On the other hand, if I'm not busy, my favorite sport to watch would be baseball at the stadium because I like the ambiance and being there and it's more relaxing. And I understand the game and all that stuff. Uh, two-part answer for my favorite sport to collect. Lately, because I'm a free agent, I don't have any bosses and I don't have any employees. And I just do what I want to do. So my first love was always baseball. And what I have most of is baseball. But if I'm looking through a dollar box or exploring, football is probably where I go first. Not because it's a better deal, but just because it's less picked over. Football, even though it's the number one fan sport, I think, for passion in the U.S. anyway, it's third place for collecting, I think. Mm -hmm. It's basketball first now, which again, I love. But the dollar box uh, configuration for basketball is completely different than baseball or football. There's a line yeah. to look at the basketball and there's a medium-sized line to look at the baseball and there's no line to look at the football or the hockey. <laughs> so I'm going to go where the people aren't and then I can just peacefully look through and, and see what's what. And anything you spend time on, there's another sports card insight, is that if all you did is, is look through soccer and bought soccer, after a while you start picking up on what's tough. Mm. And what and the dollar box experience I have is showing me what's tough is not anything that's in a dollar box. <laughs> if it's in the dollar box, that means it's out of favor or it's not a, a high demand card. So when I was seeing Tua Tagaloa in there, I'm thinking the collectors of the world think this guy not going to make it. Mm -hmm. Matt Stafford on the Lions, he was in there. Mookie Betts now is in there. People think what he's done lately. Bryce Harper, a few years ago, they you couldn't find anything in there. So I learned what's hot by what's not in there. But the more you dig into it, the more you realize, hey, there's some good stuff. Okay, my turn question for you. You mentioned when we first started talking that you still use the Beckett magazines. And I was just wondering, what do you use them for? Basketball Card Fanatic is a basketball card magazine to read. Yep. I really enjoy it from Adam. But the Basketball Monthly magazine, or, or what are you getting out of it? And yeah. Just so I enjoy the annual books. And what I get out of those is sometimes refreshing my memory on odds or looking up odds that I haven't looked at, especially for the older cards. But also some of the more interesting stuff is like the descriptions as to some of the reasoning why a set was called what it was, or some of the details as far as like uncorrected errors or skip this number. All those little details are very hard to find anywhere else. And I find them very easy in the large annual Beckett Monthly. And the fatter one. They're like the, the fatter one, yeah. The plus or whatever. Yeah. yeah. But it, I, think, annual, I think it is the annual. But at the annual, you've got to take the some consideration of, of the dating of the pricing and the timeliness of the pricing. But there's a lot of information in there. 
a lot of yeah. In fact, if you're yeah, a vintage yeah. collector, you don't have to get a new one if you just want the checklists. And like and the said, pricing information of the pack odds and the yeah. explanation of the errors and uncorrected errors and things like that. And the pricing can even be something that is helpful for some of those very rare cards where you have multipliers. Not that it's going to be exact one for one if you throw it up on eBay, but it just can give you a ballpark sometimes, which it's a ballpark for what you would like to pay, Jake. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't, it's a dirty little secret. <laughs> it says right here. And, and people would say, I didn't have the cards. It wasn't, it was a price guide for other people. It wasn't, this wasn't a catalog for, this is what they're for sale for. But it, to the best of our ability, we were trying to express the going rate. And back in the day, like we said, before there was eBay, it was, a lot of stuff was thinly traded. And so the multipliers was probably a better way to do it. And those multipliers still are a good reference value. I, I, I would agree. Yep. That's, that's very kind of you to say that. Okay, your turn for me. All right. Uh, so we just had the NBA 75th anniversary. I'm not going to ask for your whole uh, thoughts and the whole list, but if you had to create maybe your Mount Rushmore or your top five or 10, however large you want to go, who would be on that list, that short list for the, the NBA's best player? The short list for NBA's best player? LeBron has to be considered, but so does Michael Jordan. And mm-hmm. I'm wondering if LeBron, in spite of his eruptions of scoring a lot of points. To me, it's not good when LeBron scores too many points. It really is not a good sign. It's a sign that he really wants to win. But LeBron in his prime was scoring plenty of points. And not that he was going for stats and triple doubles, but he just controlled the game. He could shut down anybody. Kobe was a little bit like that too. But I put LeBron... Yeah, I, I put Michael still at top just for winning the championships. The interesting thing for me, more of a vintage guy. Dr. J is my favorite old school player. Oh, okay. What what I was trying to get at is that, you know, that to me, the interesting thing in those kinds of arguments are Wilt versus Bill Russell. Mm-hmm. You could only have one and they battled it out, but Russell had the better supporting guy. Okay, so that's one where I would lean toward Wilt over Bill okay. Russell, even though Bill Russell was much better coach, probably a better, I don't know that he's a better facilitator. Will Chamberlain, one year when he thought, I'm not going to score, I'm just going to be the offense hub and pass. He was a freak in a good way. Okay, the other one is Jerry West against Oscar Robertson. Very much contemporaries. And if you can only have one, I went to middle school in West Virginia. And this was when Jerry West was in, gosh, I'm dating myself, but he was at WVU. He was at West Virginia. And he seems old and I don't think I'm old, but he's older than me, but not by much. And Oscar Robertson, I've actually met him. I never met Jerry West, but I met Oscar Robertson. He's a really big, nice man. And it just looked like he was a man playing among boys. Mm-hmm. He could just do whatever he wanted to. And he averaged a triple-double when nobody was even trying to count. Because if he wanted the rebound, he could get it. And he, he they could never get the ball away from him. He'd get, you know, he could, and there were no three-pointers. He was amazing. So... Mm-hmm. Sentimentally, I want to say Jerry West, but I think Oscar Robertson was mm-hmm. pretty hard. Jerry West was West was so clutch, but Oscar right. Robertson, I thought, was understated. I thought, like we're seeing with LeBron, LeBron is just mm-hmm. going to take over at the end of the game. I don't know that Oscar Robertson took over as much. Okay, but Jerry West would take the big shot. So things like that. So who am I leaving out? Uh, Kobe, I put at a level below LeBron and and Jordan. And uh, Giannis, he's got to do it for a few more. He's another okay. freak that's interesting. Luca has got to do it for another 10 years. And even then, he's a different type of savant. I think the word yep. savant. Penny Hardaway could have been up there. Like I said, I think Penny and Kobe would be in, in the same ballpark. 
Shaq, probably still going to take Will Chamberlain. My, gosh, this is going to be published. I think Shaq did not take as good a care of him in the later years. And that's, I fault that against him. I think he was an amazing, unstoppable athlete. But those last few years, his minutes were reduced and his effectiveness was reduced because he had 375 pounds of seven foot something going up and down the court, which hats off to him to do that. But, but I think he could have been even better. And, and like I said, with my question with Penny, if he just had the supporting cast that understood him and fed off him and vice versa, and had some consistency and longevity, like with Penny or Kobe. Basically, he's a clever guy and he's he's bright. But uh, I don't know. I never lived my life in that kind of body where everybody's seeing that this guy is was agile. You look at his classic cards and some of those early upper deck and tops cards. His rookies, he looks like, like a power forward. Yeah, mm-hmm. which he was. Okay, okay. If you had to pick, which would you prefer to have in your collection? A BGS 10 or a PSA 10? Of any given life. That's not even, that's a, that's, a, that's a one second answer that you already do. The question is, okay, because this has come up, I'm going to answer it a different way because obviously I'd rather a BGS 10 because that means pristine. My problem is I am getting frustrated at the BGS 10s that I have. I only have a few. I put one of them on a video and what it is, it's a 10, 10, 10, 9.5. And so oh. it's not a black label and it's so tens really frustrate me if they're not black label. I have zero mm-hmm. black labels. I have a few tens out of many cards graded. And so at least they're a 10, but I'm not pleading. I'm not begging. <laughs> I, I'm not the boss anymore, but black tens are super hard to get and regular tens are really hard to get. And I frankly would much rather have a 10 that is a BGS than a, than a PSA 10. I can't say it's a better card because it could be the same card. But like I say, my problem is when it's not a black level and I'm, ooh, so close. That's why PSA cannot have an 11, as the uh, Spinal Tap reference would suggest. <laughs> so anyway, okay, my turn for you. What was the big deal about Little Penny? Mm-hmm. Were you around for that or was that were you too young for that? Oh, yeah, I've got one behind me, actually. Two of them. Penny was a big deal because he added the personality. Penny was himself a little bit of an introvert where Shaq was the extrovert. Little Penny added the personality to all those fun shoes and the commercials. Without Little Penny, commercial with, with a guy's face, but it added a little bit of pizzazz and, and a bit of flair that you needed there. I totally get what you said. I agree with you, but I just want to go on the record of saying, because the reason I asked that question is we were sued by Little Penny. Really? Yes. Oh, I, I can't wait to do that. Back in the day, we were sued. We got a cease and desist. Little Penny, because we did a, a tribute to Anthony Hardaway, otherwise known as Penny Hardaway, and we had something in there, either on the cover or in the magazine, that was like a special tribute issue that was Little Penny, which again, exactly like you said, it was a more expressive version of Penny's more reserved personality. And this was at the peak of his talent and popularity, and it allowed him to be almost like a ventriloquist or something, where you or an alter ego. And so it was really cool. And we did something. And for some reason, his attorneys, because it wasn't Little Penny, but it wasn't Penny, but it was his agent or attorney said, stop, pull that off the market. We do not approve. You gave the impression that we have approved this publication. And so I have no hard feelings against uh, Penny. It's Little Penny that I'm upset with (laughs) because he's got some tough attorneys 
who came after us. Again, it's been statute of limitations. It's been 25 years, I think. So, and I've, I'm living to laugh as I tell about it. So that's your guy there, Jake. <laughs> that's my guy. Wow. Not, not the legacy I'd want to have, but I'll, I'll take a look and see if I can find any of those now. I'm going to want to collect those because I, I grab old Beckett's with, uh, with Penny on them. Now, the, I think this was a magazine just for him. That was the problem. So I took their point. We're not trying to make anybody mad at us or do wrong things, but there's and fair use kinds of things. I don't know. What do you do as a profession? Project manager in technology. In what? What? In technology. Oh, technology. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so I just orchestrate all the projects and, and the folks. Good. So thanks, Jake. How can people find you? Yeah, you can find me uh, on just about any social media platform. So Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. I'm on um, on there as '90s underscore bball underscore cards. I'm also on TikTok, not as often as some people that watch my channel might might. <laughs> might know. Uh, but also I'm on Facebook, but there's a little bit of a glitch. When I set up this Facebook profile, I did 90 underscore card. So there's uh, no S after the 90. Okay. Thanks for being on. And uh, I hope to do it again sometime. The